Hi everyone, I hope you all are doing well this week. For this week's episode, I've been thinking a lot about relationships, uh, partially because of networking and also because of a lot of the friendships I've made recently. So I wanted to take some time to dissect my thoughts on both, on connecting in a professional environment, but also connection maybe in a more personal sense. Um, Not that those two are mutually exclusive, but just to sort of break down my feelings about both and the way I sort of go about doing those things. I'm also painfully aware that um, most people probably do not care what I have to say about this, Um, but if you're listening, thank you for listening, and I hope that something that I talk about today like resonates with you or maybe changes your perspective on things. To start, um, let's talk about networking. Um, I hate networking. I'm absolutely horrible at it, in my opinion. It makes me feel grimy like sleazy to to say the least it feels like I'm just connecting with these people after one conversation on and I'm reaching out to them on LinkedIn or via email talking about how I was so inspired by their story or whatever it is and even though that is true most of the time I find a lot of the people that I meet do have very valuable pieces of advice to share and are amazing people that I would want to know even beyond the personal space it is for professional reasons that I'm connecting with these people. And it also feels like I have nothing to offer them. They're connecting with me because I'm reaching out to them and they feel some sort of mentorship guidance, like guidance situation. They feel like it's good to help people that are younger, not as far on in their career that are maybe struggling with things. And I'm connecting with them for personal gain. Um, and that I don't like, I don't like that dynamic. It makes me feel awkward and bad and I want to be able to form connections without it being contingent on something coming after. But I recently had a conversation that really changed my perspective on that Um, and so I wanted to share that piece of advice with you all. So Michelle DeFawcett is the COO of Girls Who Invest. Again, Girls Who Invest has just been a life-changing experience for me as someone that doesn't Um, isn't in a business school, which I know when I say that, maybe if you're not in college, you might think that I'm really over exaggerating the differences um, between business and non-business schools, especially if you want to go into a career in finance or something of the sort. But I, I promise I'm not. A lot of the advice that I have gotten recently has been advice from people that have gone through recruiting processes or that are currently in business schools that are constantly having these conversations on a daily basis versus my education at a liberal liberal arts um, college of arts and sciences sort of perspective does not offer the same. Um, but back to Michelle DeFawcett's advice. She is a wonderful woman. Um, she's super great to talk to. Um, and when a lot of us were talking to her at one of our offsites, she said, if someone is in a room with you, they're probably there to talk to you or in her words, they want to talk to you. And obviously this is primarily in a professional context, not like a social context. Like if you're in the airport, it doesn't mean everybody wants to talk to you. Um, But in a professional context, I think it makes sense. If you're attending speaker series, if you are going to a convention, if you are attending meetings, you're in that room for a reason. Maybe you bought a ticket for it. Maybe you got chosen. You got asked to be at the meeting, whatever it is you were there to see that person and that person is there to talk to you. And that entirely changed my perspective on networking because I realized that all of these people that are voluntarily attending these networking sessions, um, these people, your boss in your meetings or who's sitting next to you while you're working, all of that 
is is professional connection that's what it's for and they were once in your spot too and so they understand it and in addition to that even if someone is not the most inclined to talk to you it's all about I think being genuine and really showing that you're not just there for the professional gain you also do genuinely want to get them know get to know them on a personal level and I think that when people are genuine and when people are kind especially that is very attractive in a professional sense um to people so I think that that entirely changed my perspective on networking and I'm still I guess kind of bad at it and I do feel a little bit guilty at times um but I think that I've become more confident in my desire to do it just because I'm starting to realize that this is just how the world works and people know that and a lot of these people want to help you out there are relationships obviously that you do have to manufacture and definitely professional ones are some of those but when you try to find something in common and like I said before really try to connect with them I think it becomes a lot easier or at least that's what I've noticed in terms of friendships these are the relationships that you don't or you shouldn't really manufacture in my opinion Um, my best relationships have sort of just fallen into place and they're also the ones that have withstood the test of time my high school best friends, my new friends from my internship this summer, all of those things I didn't I didn't have to try. And I know that's not always true, especially when you're in a, new, in a new place. When I moved to college, there was a lot of things I had to put a lot of effort into, a lot of relationships that I had to go out of my way to form. And I think that that's perfectly fine. That doesn't make them any less genuine. But I think there is something to be said for those the times when you meet people and you just click. And I love that. And those are the friendships that I live for, the ones where you want to be around each other. You genuinely enjoy their company and it doesn't feel like one person is sort of putting in more effort than the other. Another thing that I have to say that I love about friendships and specific friendships in my life are when you know each other's flaws and you work around them. And when you know that they know your flaws and they know how to avoid bringing those things out of you, but also give you the space that you need when you may be in a in a rough spot and I have to say I have a couple of those friendships and I appreciate them so so much not more than other relationships I have but I think that that's what really allows the longevity of friendships because a lot of times it is I think this is the case with relationships too the things that brought you together the things that you used to find endearing suddenly become unbearable and so to me it's really important to have friends that recognize my flaws call me out on them um, but also recognize the things that are a part of my personality and that will never change and that give me grace for that and that gives me space for that and obviously I always want to improve as a person but if there's certain habits you know that that I'm never going to get rid of if you let me have those and I do the same for you and we can sort of coexist in that way. I think there's a lot of beauty in that as well. Obviously some people love to be around other people no matter what. Um, but I'm someone who went from spending a lot of time alone last semester to spending every second with the people that I have met this summer. And every second that I'm free during the school year, I am booking tickets to see the people that I love or they're coming to visit me. And I think that has really the pandemic as well as kind of get going to college have been pivotal in deciphering which relationships are the most mutual, I guess, like which ones I'm putting in equal effort to as the other person, which ones are sort of just 
more wonderful people that I meet once in a while and which ones have sort of fizzled out just because we're not seeing each other as much and because it's no longer convenient to be friends, um, to put it very bluntly. But again, like I don't feel bad about those things. I guess I have a lot of friends who I've noticed like they really, really try to make sure every single relationship in their lives lasts. And that's wonderful. And I love people like that because when I'm maybe a little bit more distant or I'm not reaching out as much, they're the ones that put in that extra effort to keep the relationship alive. But for me, I really think of things as or I allow things to be seasonal. And this is something new that I'm trying out. I don't know how much I love it, but I'm okay or I'm trying to be okay with people sort of coming and going in my life as they need relationships changing their nature. That is something that happened a lot to me in high school and college as well is people that I was really, really close to suddenly becoming more distant and then vice versa as well. People that I was distant with suddenly becoming really close in my life. And as long as I have no bad blood with people, as long as I still am able to wish those people well and they're able to wish me well, then I'm more than happy to have those relationships sort of change their form and come and go as sort of people need to. Um, Because I think that you're constantly changing and you should always be around people that support and nurture that change. And so maybe that changes the nature of your relationships, but I think inevitably it is for the better. Um, and I have actually a friend like this and I don't know if she'll ever listen to this episode, so I'm not going to tell her about this, but, um, we met in high school and we were very, very close. And then we sort of got distant for a bit because we, it's one of those things where we ended up spending too much time together and then our flaws like really started to bother each other, each other. So we got pretty distant over the pandemic. We got quite close again. And now I consider her one of my best friends. Um, we, like, no, we know what bothers the other person, um, about ourselves just generally. And so we know how to avoid that and how to make sure that we are only spending as much time as necessary with each other. And I think that's beautiful. I'm seeing her three times in September and I'm super excited for it. Um, we live in different States now, obviously because of college, but again, it's things like that, where that the nature of that friendship sort of changed over time. Um, and we have our ebbs and our flows, but we, because we were accepting of wherever we were at the time, whether we were close or whether we didn't even want to talk to each other at some points, um, I think that's what allowed us to be where we are now and to still thrive. And definitely another aspect of that was both of us putting the effort in to see each other in college and make the trip, um, because those things matter as well. You shouldn't just keep friendships that are amazing if they're not going to put in effort for extra things. I'm not saying that people have to come visit you at college because I know that's not like economically feasible for everyone. Even with school, it's just not feasible for some people. But you know, if they are not trying to see you and hang out with you and like truly be there for you in your moments of need, then what is the point of having them as a super close friend? Um, I personally think some things just deserve to be natural and these are just my thoughts. And that's why I feel like Friendships are relationships. I try not to manufacture, try not to force. If people are not maybe vibing with me as closely as they used to be, I'm learning to be okay with that because I've, I've seen in my life that the people who are meant to stay, even if the nature of our relationships have changed, have stayed. Um, but I think that definitely networking is a huge contrast to that. And because this is the first time I'm having to seriously do it, I don't love the feeling of it. But 
you can make your mentors, your peers, you can make them your friends as well. If you really put an effort to find genuine connection in those relationships. And then those will also be long lasting friendships, hopefully that will serve you in a professional manner, because of course you need that too. You need allies everywhere. And especially in the workplace, I think. And as a woman of color, I find that to be more and more important every single day. Um, Not saying that your mentors or peers or allies always have to look like you, but I'm saying that when you come from a place where you're not super represented, represented, um, it's really helpful to have people who are always looking out for you. Um, but yeah, uh, all of this just came from my brain. So that's, that's it in terms of sourcing. Um, and I think this was kind of like rambly, but I really enjoyed talking about this today. So I hope you all have a great rest of your week and I will be back next week with, um, another episode that's sort of just like from my mind and a conversational piece or something that's been bothering me lately. So I'm excited. Um, so I'll see you all next week for another fit Friday.